Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And we have a great episode for you. We have an interview with Comswag player and Binghamton Women's Lacrosse commit Paloma Blatter. She talks about what she's been up to during the quarantine and what she plans to do at Binghamton. Additionally, the NBA is coming back. We break down the league's plan for return. And also, I lost a bet. You're going to want to hear about this. It's very exciting. And there's big news for the Sports Cube podcast. All this and much more coming right up. Stay tuned. The NBA, one of the most watched sports and leagues across the world, is coming back. Today, the NBA Board of Governors voted to bring back the season to resume in Orlando, Florida. All the teams voted yes, except for the one which was the Portland Trailblazers. So it was a 29-to-1 vote. Portland voted no, but it didn't matter. Anyways, here's how it's going to work. Under the plan, 13 Western Conference teams and 9 Eastern Conference teams will play 8 regular season quote-unquote seeding games. A possible play-in tournament for the 8th seed and playoffs at the Walt Disney Resort in Florida, which is also home to the ESPN Wide World of Sports. So the top 16 teams in the Eastern and Western Conferences will be joined by teams currently within six games of eighth place in the two conferences. Those teams being New Orleans, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Washington. Washington being the only team from the East, all those other teams are from the Western Conference. The play-in tournament will include the number eight seed and number nine seed teams in a conference, and if the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth, in that case, the ninth seed would then need to beat the eighth seed twice to earn the playoff berth, while number eight would just need to win one from potentially two games. So that's how it works. It's super complicated, but they're saying that training will start around July 9th, to the 11th that is the time frame we're looking at right now but it's a big step as we have now the nba returning we the nhl of course returning it's huge and it's great for america seeing that sports are coming back and it's really bringing a sense of unity in these tough times saying that we will have our sports back ever so soon our interview with paloma bladder coming up right now before this let me tell you about anchor If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And today on Sports Cube, we have a very special guest, high school lacrosse player uh, from Long Island and also a Binghamton lacrosse commit, Paloma Bladder. Pa- Paloma, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> of course. And uh, how is your, uh, how's your quarantine been so far and how are you staying fit saying that there's clearly no lacrosse season this year? Well, I've mostly just been trying to keep up with the workout packets that I've been sent from my conditioning coach when I'm going to be going to Binghamton um unfortunately it's it was harder in the beginning but now I've been back to running as much as I can and really just working on my lift packet with my dad mostly (laughs) 
Yeah, and uh, you were one of the stars on your on your high school team, and you still are. How do you think you played uh, such an active role in their team? Um, mostly it was just about being a presence for the younger girls. Um, we have a really young program at Comswog. Uh, we always have. It's always been, you know, the younger girls would come up and be a bigger presence on the team. Um, and for me, it was just as I got older and became one of the older girls that I always looked up to when I was playing is really just about having them come out to everything in the off season. And how do you think that, uh, kind of identifies with, uh, the Comswag culture and the program, uh, there at Comswag? I think, um, our boys program gets a lot of recognition and it's really popular. And I think on the girls end, we kind of get the short end of the stick sometimes, but that's just because, you know, we have had a lot of different coaches over the past few years. I've had three coaches in my, uh, in my high school career. And I think that's difficult, but I think just the fact that we have girls coming out in the off season and working super hard in our off season now, especially with these younger girls that we have on our varsity team this year, they're killing it and they're really going to make a huge impact next year. Yeah. And how has your team been able to adapt with the fact that there is no season uh, this, this spring? Actually, my team was super hopeful um, before we knew that the season was going to be ended, like when we heard from Section 11. Um, But my team was still out there like every day in their backyards, working hard, doing everything. We would get texts in the group chat every day from these girls that were like younger, you know, in eighth and ninth grade who actually are on our varsity team because they're killer athletes. But they they put in that 100 percent work, you know, not just on the field when we're all together, but also, you know, at home. And how do you think you've, you've led them and also your, your senior captains to allow them to achieve such success uh, throughout their career. And hopefully they can achieve the goals that you have when they get to your level. I think it's just about staying positive and being good leadership presence. I think, you know, when you come in as a younger player and you're with these older girls, it can be really intimidating Um, I remember being super intimidated by athletes like Hannah Dorney. Like she was an athlete. She was insane. She went on to bigger and better things in Notre Dame and she's killing it now. But it was because she put in that work. And I think when I got older, I realized that she was so accepting to me and, you know, she was a good presence for me. And I think it was important for me to be that for those younger girls, along with my other captains. And I think just being accepting makes people better players. Yeah. And you guys want six and eight last year of course before corona canceled your season what was the game plan to try and make the playoffs and maybe eventually take home a county championship our biggest thing was those 50 50 games those games that are you know were always up in the air for us those super close games um you know you can be super realistic with your team and you know the limitations that we had but we were also super like optimistic and we knew that what like just with a little bit of practice and a little bit of you know getting back together on the field we would have uh taken on those games that were you know up in the air and I think we would have won most of them and speaking of that what are some some sacrifices that you had that you've had to give for your athletic career to achieve things like your um your athletic scholarship to Binghamton well, uh, I had to give up a lot of um, weekends in the summer, that's for sure, and a lot of days to uh, to practicing with my travel team most of the time, which is super important, you know, when you're recruiting, is just getting out to as many games as you can and showing up to any coaches. You know, it's 
they're always watching. And even when you don't think they are, they are. And it's just about, you know, giving a hundred percent every game, even the games when you're just playing like, you know, a team you think you're going to beat, no problem. You still have to be a good presence on the field. And it's a huge thing about attitude. Those coaches see the way you are on the field. And for me, one of the biggest things my coaches said to me when they first started recruiting me was we loved your attitude on the field and just your presence. And at the end of the day, you can be the best player, but if you don't have a good attitude, coaches don't want you. And speaking of that, what allowed you to achieve uh, that attitude, that, that mentality that led you to be so successful? I think just watching my older sister go through the recruitment process and my dad, you know, being my coach for um, a few years in, in high school and on my travel team, that was a big thing for me. I always wanted to, you know, live up to what my sister did. You know, she was recruited like crazy when she was in like eighth and ninth grade and knew where she was going at such a young age that I was like, I have to do that. I want to do that. But it really came down to, you know, it was about me putting in the effort and trying to live up to these standards that I had set for myself. So, Yeah. And then what, of course, you're still in your junior year of, of high school right now, but what stood out to you about, about Binghamton and allowed you to commit there? Well, um, I'm actually graduating this year, but I did commit as a junior and it was super important to me that they had an academic aspect and that, um, no matter what, um, even with traveling and putting in the effort on the field and, you know, playing there and getting fit and everything, it was super important to me that they prioritized um, academics at the end of the day. And the coaches right off the bat said, you know, we are so interested in the fact that you want to pursue medicine and we're so interested in the fact that you put your grades above everything. And that was super important to me. And what do you hope to pursue, not just athletic, be, athletically, but academically as well? Um, I'm hoping to uh, be able to apply for the PA School of Binghamton, which is going to take a lot of studying and a lot of uh, study hours. But that's another great thing is that there's mandatory study hours and there's, you know, there's tutors there if you need them. And that's the great thing about being like a collegiate athlete is they they want you to succeed. And so in that aspect, I'm hoping I can use my resources to just, you know, succeed the best I can. And then what are you hoping to achieve now? Of course, we talked about academics, but athletically, what are you hoping to achieve at Binghamton? Well, I'm just hoping to be a good presence for the team when I first get there. And honestly, just make, you know, those friends that I'm going to be with for the next four years, you know, you're with your team, they're your family. And I'm just hoping that, you know, athletically, I can just get on the field and assert myself in a good way, you know, be positive and just, you know, meet the goals that I'm setting for myself, such as like, being in the best shape I can, you know, building my muscle, which I know I have a problem with just being realistic with myself and trying to meet those goals. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And um, so what, what is the biggest thing, I guess, you took away from the ComSwag program that you're going to try and institute when you get up to Binghamton? Honestly, just always putting in 100%. And no matter which way a game is going, you're there for your teammates. And it's not about you know how much playing time you're getting all the time or 
you know, who's, who's asserting themselves in certain positions. It's about a team. Like you're a team and you go out there every day and you practice with the same girls every day and you play the games with the same girls every day. And it's about having a good family atmosphere. And that's what I've learned just through having a bunch of different coaches is no matter what, if the coaches change, the team stays the same and we're always going to be there for each other. And before we wrap up here today, is there anything that you want to say to up and coming athletes like yourself that are hoping to achieve uh, collegiate athletic careers? Honestly, just be aware of yourself when you're playing in games. You know, we all have our moments where we want to uh, maybe get back at someone or not feeling too good about a play that was made. But it's really just important to keep a positive attitude and just be aware of your surroundings. Because like I said, like their coaches are always watching and they want to see how you are, not just on the field, but also off the field and the way you act with girls around you. So I would just mostly say, like, stay positive and have fun playing the game. It's not always about winning and losing. Yeah, and before we wrap up, I want to touch on that point. How big uh, do you feel having fun with the game? Do you think that having fun with the game is the first priority uh, in, in your in your mindset? I would say for myself, it's probably the most important because if you don't like what you do, it makes getting better even more difficult. I think if you don't want to go out and, you know, go to practice every day or, you know, if you, for the most part, don't want to go out and go to practice every day, then it's probably not the sport for you. And it's probably not what you want to be doing every day, especially as a collegiate athlete. Like you're going there for like, that's your job. You know, you're they want you there for a reason. And if you don't love what you do and if you don't have fun, it's just going to be an awful experience. No doubt. And Paloma, thank you for being with us. We really appreciate your time and wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, you heard me right. I lost a bet with my older brother and I guess here's how it went down. So of course, very uneventful quarantine. We're just chilling out uh, in the kitchen. About This was about a week ago around May 25th, 26th. And I was like to my brother, why don't we make a bet, have a 15-game video game challenge, and the loser of that has to get a number three buzz cut for their hair. So at this time, of course, I wasn't thinking clearly. He is the alpha of video games, and I, I had no chance. So the video games that we played were NHL, Madden, MLB The Show, FIFA, and Power Pros, which is an old MLB game that's on the Wii, one of my favorites, actually. So here's how it went down, and it was first one to win eight games, won the entire thing. Of course, I got beaten down pretty hard. Um, so it started out, he won the first game of NHL, I believe, like 8-2, to two, not feeling too good. Second game, I win Power Pros 3-2. to two. It was a nice win. I, I was feeling confident. It was tied 1-1 one to one in the series. Then he just goes off, totally goes off. Beer batters me down, and I get blown out. I go, it, so we, we hit a stopping point. It's 5-1. to one. I'm feeling pretty down, and um, it's just not good. Not good at this point. So we, we start again. We go up 6-1. It was We played a game of NHL, so the series is now 5-1 to one in his favor. We play a game of NHL. I was down the entire time. It was back and forth. He went up 1-0. I would tie it 1-1. Then he went up 3-1, end of the first period. Going into the second period. Now, 
I score two two goals. I tie it three to three. Going into the third now, he nets one, so four to three, and then I net one to come back four four. And then with seven minutes remaining in the game, he he just nice little wrister top of the net scores five four. Toronto beating Tampa Bay. I'm Tampa Bay five to four, and then um. This was just when I knew it was all over. Um, I would go on to lose that game, even though I threw so many shots on net. I'd go down 6-1. to one. So we start playing again today now, just to see if I have anything left in the tank. We play a game of FIFA. It's PSG versus Arsenal. I'm PSG, he's Arsenal. He goes up one nothing early, and then he gets a red card. Uh, player off, he's playing with 10 men for the rest of the game. I tie it 1-1. to one. Mbappe scores a great goal. It's tied one to one now, and then, of course, you know it. He scores two to one, and I'm just I'm not feeling good. I throw literally every single shot. The game glitches. I I would I think I should have won that game. He goes on to win two to one final. He goes up seven to one. Now remember, one more game. I lose this entire thing. So we literally just played, and I lost. Three no three to one in power pros. The ironic thing was that it was the top of the ninth. I was the Red Sox. He was the Mets. Red Sox were the best team in two thousand eight, winning the World Series, I believe. Um, so yeah, I was down three to one, top of the ninth. I get a I get a single with Coco Crisp. David Ortiz up looking to tie the game. I hit a rocket of a of a shot, and it goes all the way all the way to the wall for him to just catch it, and my fate was sealed. So now I have to get a buzz cut. Um, if you guys want to see that here on the Sports Cube uh, podcast, DM me. Let me know. Just hit me up if you guys want to see that video clip. We'll put it on the Sports Cube YouTube. Or we also have some more fun challenges in the works. But if you want to hear stuff more like this, let me know because it's a lot of fun. It gives a little distraction during quarantine. So if you like this content, let me know. And soccer is back. So we'll get into that right after this. Yeah, I gotta say, having a buzz cut is not the best look, but at the same time, it's not the worst thing. Saying it's so hot now with summer. Anyways, before we wrap up today, I wanted to tell you, the viewer, that SportsCube has a big announcement. We are now launching our first ever podcast documentary in partnership with the Locust Valley Athletics, uh, with Locust Valley Athletics, and we are breaking down the Locust Valley women's basketball team. 2020 season they went undefeated 23 and 0 just for their season to get canceled by coronavirus we bring you all of the triumphs the devastation and what their season really means to them so we can't wait to bring this to you the the drop date is on june 27th the hype video is now up on our instagram so make sure to check it out spread the word and we can't wait to show this to you so i hope you all enjoyed today's episode make sure of course to like comment follow all of those things. And we thank Paloma for being here. She really means a lot to the podcast. And until next time, peace out.